0: should we trust experts if so when should we trust them and when should we think for ourselves and do our own research or how do we do them together we discuss this and more on this episode of the overthinkers Hello, Thinking People's Thinking People. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, proud, ultra-crepidarian, which, fun fact, is a word that meets someone who talks about things he's not an expert in, which is great for today's episode. But before we get to that, with me, as always, is my equally opinionated co-host.
1: Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, also what Joseph said and um a (laughs) uncredited expert (laughs) i realized a while ago that uh i've been doing independent study like on all these different subjects for like a decade or two like theology philosophy psychology and then all of a sudden i realized like no one's ever going to take me seriously because i didn't get accredited anywhere for any of this so it's just gonna sound so i am just now proudly owning i'm an unaccredited expert in all the things i talk about I
0: love that so much. I'm going to be using that. My mom will love that too. I'm going to be using that now in my everyday life to the point it gets people annoyed. Good. That's
1: what I really hope to do is offer people some things that they can go from this podcast and annoy the people in their life with. That's really why you should listen to this podcast is we will give you um, ammo to just annoy everyone in your life and to give a lot of well, well thought out,
0: well actuallys. So you're welcome. Yes, Yes. building the kingdom of God, everybody. Um, So today we are going to be discussing when you should trust experts and when you shouldn't. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy this discussion and want to engage more with our content and be fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the
1: overthinkersjournal.world where they can find out more about their expert hosts and they can send send us all of their love and hate mail. They can also go to the online Overthinker's private Facebook group where we talk about all the fun stuff we talk about here with all of the listeners and overthinkers like you. We want you involved. We want you among our ranks So head over there and bring a lot of memes with you because we love memes. Uh, you can also, if you do enjoy the podcast, please consider
0: leaving us a review and sharing with
1: a friend. It really does help us so very much.
0: Yes. Also, I just realized we are now a two-time award-winning podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hey, everybody. Uh, we... <laughs> We're a multi-award.
1: We just, I guess it was podcast season. Like, you know, there's like in Hollywood, there's award season for TV shows. Apparently, the last couple of months were podcast season.
0: season. We're um, season. we
1: We totally forgot that we were entered or we entered without our knowledge, but we won two awards. So honestly, um, awards are only given to experts. So apparently, we are now expert podcasters, but we really have all of you to thank um, for listening. It really does mean so much. And also, right now is a perfect time to give a shout out. Um... For, not in America, but we have stayed consistently on the top 100 lists and like multiple countries around the world in both, both Eastern Europe and Africa. So shout out to our listeners in Eastern Europe and Africa. We love you guys and we're so happy that you're here um, listening to us experts talk about things we do not know anything about. So thanks for being here, everybody.
0: Yes, you can pat yourself on the back of uh, being um, in the upper echelon of good taste of podcast listeners. Amen. Well, anyway, all right. Well, you are ready to get started on the discussion, Nathan? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. Well, we live in an era, I think everybody can agree, of deep reliance on and yet deep distrust of experts. Most of our lives rely upon trusting experts heavily. From the technology we use in our computers and our cars, to our doctors who heal us, therapists who counsel us, to the journalists we trust for our news, to the professors who teach us and our children. And yet, there is a growing distrust in experts of all types. According to Pew Research, trust in scientists has gone down from 40% to 29% since November 2020. And according to Gallup, the percentage of Americans with a great deal or fair amount of trust in the media has not been at a majority level since 2003. While trust in teachers has also hit an all-time low, down to 64% from 75%, and confidence in higher education has fallen to 36%, sharply lower than the two prior readings of 57% in 2015 and 48% in 2018. Those who increasingly don't trust experts point to the corruption and bias and scandals in these industries that we have seen over the past few decades, such as the famous food pyramid recommendations, which were partly driven by food industry lobbyists and turned out to be complete hogwash. They instead counsel that people learn to do their own research and follow their own instincts. However, others warn against this trend, pointing out that experts are considered experts for a reason, and ignoring the views of experts won't lead us to greater wisdom, but being more trapped by our own biases and more likely to be taken in by charlatans and demagogues. So Nathan, this is a topic, as you know, that we've wanted to cover for a while now, because you and I both quote experts a lot on this show and give a lot of credence to them when it comes to forming our opinions. On the other hand, you and I feel very comfortable talking about issues and areas where we would not be considered experts or at least accredited experts. And we still feel comfortable giving our opinions for people to listen to and even disagreeing with the experts sometimes on our show. So what is your philosophy on when you should or shouldn't trust experts or form your own opinion and why?
1: Well, first of all, I just wanna say, whatever we say on this show, is correct it's always objectively and even morally correct so if you're looking for a place to get just truth uh just 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 basic real 100 percent truth you're here baby like welcome aren't you lucky <laughs> you found our little podcast this is a load
0: of barnacles
1: i'm kidding i'm kidding yes you you point out uh, a great um a great few things in there, you know, um, obviously we've seen the rise of, um, this phrase, which is trust the experts. And it's kind of a, almost a pressure thing. If you ever have, a, a, um, an opinion that, that someone disagrees with, typically they're not even going to own stand on their own logic. They're going to say, well, you need to listen to the experts. And what they mean by that is you're wrong. And I'm going to show you how you're wrong. The problem is that we all face is, um, we have too many experts uh, there's actually a few problems here so basically um as someone has pointed out if you want to have something validate your position you can find it kind of like we, we had a whole episode on studies and statistics and things like that um uh with uh dr phil will i believe um and but essentially you know we talked about it there if you want one of your positions or beliefs to be backed up you'll find some quote, expert who will back you up on that. And so the problem is when you have too much of something, it's kind of like saying everybody's special. Well, if everyone's special, then no one's really special. And so if everyone's an expert, then really that kind of loses the, the weight of the term expert. And so I think we live in a, a, a society right now. You, you scroll on Twitter, oh my gosh, you're going to see 48 experts, especially on current events. You're going to see people who are like, well, I'm an expert in history. Well, I'm an expert in uh, po- political science. Well, I'm an expert in science. And all of a sudden you see that a lot of scientists disagree and a lot of historians disagree and a lot of political scientists disagree. And so we're kind of like, okay, we will trust the experts, but which one? <laughs> um, and so I think that that is kind of the starting place for a lot of us is. Um, we're not even against trusting experts necessarily, but we don't even know how to go about finding a good metric or, or in, in, you know, um, um, using a good metric to determine what expert we should be listening to. So when people say trust the experts, that always has a follow-up question of, okay, which ones? Because, you know, let's, let's take global warming, a, a really non-confrontational, non-divisive issue. Um, you will find experts right now. I can Google this. I will find experts. That say global warming's happening. You're you're gonna your house is gonna burn down tomorrow and flood and whatever. And I will find other people like, yeah, it's no big deal. Nothing's. We're all fine. And so the problem that we see happening is people do trust the experts. They just end up finding their own experts who validate their tribes or their individual um, uh, uh, kind of presumptions and beliefs. And so trust the experts no longer is a very useful phrase uh, in, in my book. And And then i think there's another element to this is one we have too many experts another element to this is you know the reason um we have experts is because we need them so this is frustrating so we can't trust any experts because there's too many of them but then also we kind of do need experts because we are limited human beings uh you know there's like i said i have been studying for a decade or two a few different subjects and one i'm nowhere close to understanding um, the fullness of any of these subjects. Um, you know, Take theology, I have been uh, reading theological books and t- having theological conversations and studying theology uh, for, for decades, literally decades. And I am not even anywhere close to understanding the full breadth of theology. And the same goes for philosophy, the same goes for psychology, the same goes for anything, sociology, whatever it might be and so um we do have to rely on experts and by experts i mean people who know more than us cuz we simply don't have the time or the bandwidth to know everything about everything right so again the global warming thing i don't have the time to become a meteorologist or a um uh, who are those people who study rocks a geologist um you know, what, a scientist an environmental scientist i don't have the time to do that. And so what I end up having to do is trust an expert. And so, um, so, so number one, there's too many experts. We don't know which one to trust. Number two, we still have to trust experts, but don't know, um, which ones. And the, and number three, this is another problem that people are facing a lot is experts know they have power over us, at least informative power. So they are able to inform our opinions, our thoughts, our understandings of the world, our understanding the things we don't understand. And so there is a certain amount of, of us giving over power to an expert and say, I trust you and what you say, kind of like we would with a parent. You know, why is the sky blue? Well, and then we trust our parents. So we, we have to trust experts. The problem is some experts have abused their position in people's lives. They have used their expertise. As a way to gain power or control over people and so we're stuck in this place where we've actually had negative outcomes from believing experts having taken place in our lives and the people around us people um and i'm, I'm sure joseph can come up with examples of of um when this has happened but uh so it, this leaves us in a really weird place where we're told to trust the experts but we we literally have uh no idea which ones to choose because there's so many um and Uh, we have to trust experts, so we feel like, okay, I guess we have to because there's no way we can know everything. But number three, very often experts have exerted, um, uh, let's say, amoral or immoral uh, oppression over people. And so we have this natural distrust of experts. We don't know which ones, and very often they can hurt us. So this is kind of where the conversation begins, is we need them. We don't know which ones to choose. And if we choose wrong, something bad is going to happen to us because of someone's predatory expertise. So, um, I didn't answer your question, but I do want to set the stage for why this is an important question and why this is so frustrating for a lot of people and why people are acting the way they do. Cause there's a real, um, dismissal. of like, Oh, you don't trust the experts, you idiot. And it's like, well, maybe they are idiots. I'm sure there are idiots out there. But the thing is, they probably have a reason for being skeptical and and standoffish towards the quote experts. And I think that, you know, in the few reasons I laid out, this is why you see a lot of people walking away from experts. But I'm here to say that if you want to grow in knowledge in wisdom, you're going to have to trust experts. You're going to have to trust people who know more than you, you know, just IE, who have done more work than you. And this is a good thing, but it can be also be scary. So I understand why people walking away uh, with the said reasons. And I do think that we should trust experts, but we'll get to
0: why and how in a little bit, Joseph, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, I really, this is really good. Starting out with, you know, understanding the problem of why there is such a, why, as I mentioned, you know, we need experts, but we have a hard time trusting them. The, I'm going to, I'm going to make some references to books and people who have talked about this, uh, Alex de Tocqueville, who wrote Democracy in America, he talked about in that book, one of the things that you mentioned, which is the fact that most of life has to be taken on some kind of faith of somebody who knows more than you, somebody that you just accept what they say with some kind of authority, because you simply don't have enough time in your life to verify everything that it gives. It's like, again, you're going to have, you have a, a car a computer like again do you have the time to learn how computers work so that you can fix it yourself no you you have to learn how to trust a certain amount of people for a certain amount of things the problem is as you lay out in our and now somebody if they are l- playing the drinking game at home which we don't recommend uh will can take a shot but in our postmodern era we have the problem of a multiplicity of experts it used to be again you have one tv channel you know you have one newscaster you have one church you have one who says this is what god says this is what the news is this is what the science says but as we have a multiplicity of things it does create doubt of like okay whose narrative of this which expert that says different things do i trust so that is a difficulty and then of course as you said people have Lie. People, experts, have lied. Again, the number of scandals that have come out of news media, that have come out from science. Again, there's a whole conversation about the irreproducibility crisis in modern science, where people are talking about, like, hey, there's a bunch of people who are doing peer-reviewed journals, and, you know, some of the stuff they say, we can't actually reproduce their findings. So, like, how much of the stuff we know is actually true in the sciences? So, there's all these sort of things that happen. But... As you said, so we need them, and we don't trust them. And like you said, there is a dismissal of people who don't trust them. But you know, there's good reason for it. There, I'll give a, a, a the least controversial example of a controversial example. Uh, in, in when I talk about what's interesting is during the COVID nineteen pandemic. The highest group, the, the group that had the, um, was least likely to take the COVID-19 vaccine was black men. And of course, the reason they gave was many of them had been in the army where they had been, where, you know, black men were given syphilis on purpose by the government, you know, to experiment on. This was an actual thing that all historians agree actually happened. And so, when you're asking, hey, we 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 need everybody to take this vaccine, the group that's least likely to be trusting of them is a group that has good reason for it. So, you have enough of these periods of you are given reason not to trust certain authorities, and you have options to trust different authorities that say something that you would prefer to believe. That is makes complete sense why people would do that. So, you know... I, I I kind of come at this from two angles. When people say that you know you should just trust experts. First of all, they don't actually mean that. There's nobody who actually trusts the experts what the experts are saying. Again, even we can say even if you can say there's a consensus of experts like 97% of climate scientists say x. It's like okay, you know, if you can say but nobody actually um trusts what the experts are saying. All the time. Even the people I know who are the most like, hey, you have to trust the medical community is saying about COVID-19. Those people were the most likely to say, hey, the medical community is involved in medical gaslighting of female patients. You know, we all also know that, you know, back when eugenics was going on, it said, Oh, the best way to protect people, you know, the scientists were saying the best way to protect people who, you know, and make society flourish is to decide who can have kids and who can't. We also know the scientists said that you know, black people were inferior, all sorts of things like that. Nobody actually believes all the time. So the only question is, when should you trust the experts and when should you not? The pe- Now, for the people who say, I'm not going to trust experts, I'm going to, you know, do my own research. That's the that's the other thing. So trust the experts is one phrase that's been going on. But the other phrase has been going on is do your own research. The problem with that is, the question I, I guess I say have for those people is a couple of First of all, Okay, how much research? You know, how much research do you have to do? And if you have done that research, aren't you just then saying that you are now an expert on it?
1: Well, and presumably they're researching experts' (laughs) findings. If it's like, well, do your own research about history, you're still going to have to rely on historians who did the work. So there is no getting around. Even if you're a person who is, I'm going to do my own research, you're still going to have to kind of uh, uh, engage
0: with experts and their work. So, So, yeah. 100%, absolutely. And the other thing is, you are doing your own research. You're reading experts. Are you doing your own research in a context where your ideas are being challenged and held accountable, where you have a reputation to lose if you get this thing wrong? Are you doing your research in a context that you have the least likely possibility of your own biases and prejudices and um, ignorance to be corrected? If not, then you are just saying you're going to trust an expert, but in the most, the worst possible expert on this topic. So, really we are in a situation where the trust the expert crowd and the do your own research crowd have deep flaws in them trying to have a reductive aspect of it so again the question isn't should you trust experts it is how do you know because again i was looking this up. what's like what the definition I was like i realized we we fell we uh dropped the ball a little bit by not jumping in with a definition of expert but according to oxford languages An expert is a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. So if you're saying, okay, somebody who has enough knowledge that they can be trustworthy to give their thoughts on a topic. Okay, if you want to be a person like that and find people like that you can trust to listen to, what is the best way to do that so you're least likely to get what you're saying wrong? That has to be the question we ask, is what are our methods for finding trustworthy sources rather than saying we don't need a trustworthy source to listen to?
1: Yeah, this is a a difficult subject because the reality is Every expert is a human, and even if they don't have, you know, insidious motives to oppress and hold you down, they're still fallible. They 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 still have the capacity to mess up, to miss something, and so, um, like you pointed out, the whole either I'm going to do my own research. Or trust the experts are really in the same boat of us all trying to understand and articulate the reality that's happening around us, be that in social situations, be that in scientific situations, be it in, in whatever it might be. And so we're kind of left with this task of, as you pointed out, how do we know what to believe, who to believe in all of that? So when it comes to experts i have a few like some criteria about what what will make me listen to somebody and again this isn't a guarantee i'm going to end up with the truth but i do think this criteria has helped me get closer to the truth and have a and let's say this better odds of understanding what's going on um, than uh, uh than if i had not and so One of the things that I would say that is really helpful for me is a longevity of success in the expert I am listening to. By that I mean I'm probably not going to listen to a guy talk about um, history if he has been shown over and over and over and over and over again Howard's in uh, to get things wrong and to misattribute things. Um, so I'm probably going to be less likely to take what he says seriously if he's shown bias, if he's shown poor workmanship, um, if if they have uh, uh, been inconsistent in their results. Um, so, but I am going to trust someone who over a long period of time. And again, this is why you know we live in such a culture of youth. But this is why older people are worth listening to. They have a longevity of understanding and you can look into their lives and see success. So, you know, let's take dating a kind of innocuous thing that's not gonna get too many people riled up. If uh, this is really interesting um, subject to me, I've noticed that a lot of people who give a lot of advice on dating, uh, particularly in podcasts, particularly in TikTok form, who have huge audiences, I'm talking millions and millions of people are not successful in dating. There are 20 somethings who are guiding other 20 somethings um to try to supposedly trying to help them learn how to date and navigate this this world of finding love and they haven't found love do you know who i'm going to listen to i'm going to listen to the 50 year old guy or girl who has been married for 30 years and who has has had a long lasting relationship i'm going to be going to them and saying what did you do to find love and what did you do to keep it because they have a longevity of success in the field that they are quote experts in and i think the same can be applied to even bigger things even less personal is start investigating the people you're listening to do they have a longevity of success in this area Um, have they shown that they can be trusted have the things they've said that will come true come true you know there's uh here in la there's (laughs) very um kind of infamous uh billboards that showed around when i first moved here and it was like the end of the world is coming i can't remember what it was it was like on thursday you know uh, 2012 uh and may 2012 or whatever it was and and I and I would try, you see these billboards everywhere. And, and guess what, guys? The end of the world didn't come on Thursday, uh, May fourth, two thousand twelve. It it didn't happen. And so I would say, when it comes to um, believing someone about the end of the world or the 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 will of God, if someone doesn't have um, a success, I probably wouldn't listen to him if he told me again the world's going to end because he's shown to not have a, a track record that is um, reliable, um, but there are people who do have track records that are reliable. So I think that is one of the good, um, a good place to start. Another thing that I, I tend to um, add in to my criteria when evaluating experts is, does it correspond with reality? And this is a little more anecdotal. Um, but if, if someone is telling me something about reality, and again, I have limited view, but that to me is clearly does not correspond with the reality that I can notice with my own faculties and, and even with a lot of other people's faculties, if, um, and this is not, again, this is why I have multiple criteria. This is not enough to decide. All of these kind of have to be combined. But if someone is saying, um, I, I don't know, uh, uh, make it up in your head, you know, uh, your wife hates you, but then every day I experience my wife loving me, I'm going to kind of doubt what they say because it's not corresponding to the reality I'm experiencing that I can notice that I can measure um, that I can see feel and touch. And so another thing I tend to do is say well does that correspond with reality, Um, either my reality or other people's reality about a certain thing. Is, is this something that actually happens that I can see that I can measure, you know, kind of goes back to the scientific method. Is it something that's repeatable, that's measurable? And so that's another one that I do. And then um, the, the last one that I find is helpful. Again, none of these are entirely reliable. There is some, as Joseph pointed out, faith work here, but I think we can have an educated faith in who we listen to and allow to speak into our lives and minds. Um, the last one is, do other reputable people with a longevity of success support them because you will notice that there are some people who decide to have very loud opinions on things they don't have a track record um, of success they uh they they um their claims don't correspond with the reality that we can see and you'll also see that a lot of people around them are critical of what they are saying. And I think um, we have to look at other people, the conglomerate of people we have identified um, with criteria as trustworthy. If all these people are casting doubt and, and, good, and giving good logical reason and arguments as to why what they're saying is wrong, I would say it's probably a good idea to listen to them and to say, um, I don't know about that. You know, a lot of his peers are not in support of him, um, especially if he doesn't have the past and, and all that. And then actually I will add one last thing is, I think it's good, and this is both, to, both good to do personally for yourself and for any expert you're listening to, is question the biases. Saying, and and I, I'm not encouraging you to get into conspiracies here. I'm talking actual biases you can see and measure, not uh, supposed ones that you make up in your mind. But if there's someone who is basically saying, you'll live forever, If you buy my, you know, uh, my new diet pills, uh, you will live, uh, you know, 40 years longer if they stand to gain from you listening to them in some market, measurable, large way, then that's a good red flag to say. And it doesn't necessarily make them wrong. Maybe you will live 40 years longer if you get these diet pills. But it is a red flag to say this person will gain from me just implicitly believing them could there be a a a bias or an ulterior motive behind what they're saying to me and that's another thing to investigate listening to experts is do they have ulterior motives here that that have personal gain or whatever it might be for them saying this thing what do they get out of positing this opinion in public. And so these are kind of the things that I've used, this criteria, these guidelines, to kind of better know, again, not a scientist, not perfect, but to better know who I might be able to trust when it comes to things that are outside of my own expertise. But Joseph, do you have any criteria? Do you have any things that that you utilize when trying to decide who to listen to and who not?
0: Yeah, no, that's really great. And you can tell that those are really smart because a lot of those are mine as well a lot of the criteria listed are mine as well um yeah. this is why we get along this is why we get along <laughs> but no yeah so i think that when you're looking one of the things we're asking in this is how do we know things and how do we know things for certain how do we know that what people are saying corresponds to reality when because when we're asking expert it's we're asking almost to go into the augustinian route if i somebody says don't walk into that road. There are cars. You know, you're you're going to get run over. Will I actually get run over? You know, and so therefore I shouldn't go out into that road. When a person is telling me, "Don't do this, you'll die," or "Do this and you won't die," will I actually die or not die? And what's fascinating is that both the Bible, and I'm getting this a lot of this from the book Biblical Knowing by Doctor Drew Johnson, who's a friend of the podcast we've had him on, but is both the Bible and Enlightenment Western kind of you know scientific method, both the process that they give you for figuring out what is true is listen to somebody's claim and then test that claim against what you actually see and touch with your own eyes, or other reputable people see and touch with their own eyes. For example, they God said, Okay, you can tell a true from a false prophet, versus if they predict the future and it comes true. Then they're a true prophet. If they predict the future and it's false, they're a false prophet, and you should stone them to death. Which is always something I always like bringing up when, but uh, because it's funny. Um, but the so, but also then the scientific method is also built on that, where you say, okay, I'm making a claim about what I believe about the universe is true, and based on that, I'm going to make a prediction of what's going to happen. And if that person can then make a prediction of what's going to happen, and it comes true, and it's something that not only they. S- say that they've observed, but other people who repeat the same experiment can say that they've observed it. And that is something that we can have some faith in being true. So to the degree that you can, you know, in your own personal life and when people say, okay, can I verify this as actually true? That what they said was going to happen would happen. What they said it was true, about reality actually is true that can give you credibility on them. But like you said, it has to be consistent over a long period of time when you are asking to say, I'm going to put my faith in this person. Because if they say something true one time and and something's not true the next time, they're not a reliable person. And so looking and finding those people that you watch over a long period of time, not being right about everything, but being right about a lot of things for a long period of time, mostly right, that is something worth doing. So, and I also agree, like you said, This is a multifaceted thing where you say, okay, this one criteria is not going to be something that you're going to have to use. You could be able to use, but using a bunch of them all together increases the likelihood that you're going to be having somebody trustworthy. Because again, somebody can predict things a lot and, you know, maybe, and it seems like it's true, but it might go against your own personal experience. And this is the thing we kind of, we make fun of people sometimes on the show. We talk about their personal experience, you know, as trumping the data, but it's only because they're using their personal experience as something that trumps everything all the time. You know, even when other things maybe should make them question their personal experience. But, you know, one of the things that reasons that racism, you know, eventually has gotten so much less was that, you know, racist and slave owners were making claims about black people that people just found over and over again would not be true said like, oh they're less intelligent you know than other people and then suddenly you would find someone like frederick Douglass, who was like one of the smartest people in the world and he was black and so when you constantly see people it's like okay this hypothesis of the universe it's not matching reality then it, and it's not matching your personal experience and it's not matching the experience that other reputable people will get, and yes, so you said other reputable people is another thing. Because once again, you have one person with a good reputation, you can say, if you can add a bunch of those people or that this good reputation to you, it's like, and once you have a bunch of those people over time, that makes it stronger. So I'll add a couple, so you talked about biases. I'm gonna act, you know, cause we all have biases and prejudices and all of this stuff is trying to say, okay, how do you best minimize those? And so one of the things I do is I always say, okay, just because a person has a bias and a prejudice, it doesn't mean that I shouldn't listen to them. But I always have to make sure if they're saying something that's in line with a bias that I know, I give that less weight than if they say something that's out of line of a bias that they have. So, you know, again, it's this in the politics. Like if somebody if if a if somebody on the political right says something that validates a liberal kind of te- uh, tends to be a more liberal thing to say, then I say, okay, that's probably something worth more listening to because it's difficult and costly for them to say that. That's another thing, is I always trust people who are more likely to say things that are costly to them, costly in their reputation, costly in uh, for their ideology or for their biases. Or for their, if they, and if they're willing to say something like that, then I'm more willing to trust them when they do say something that fits with their prejudices. But always, again, if it works against somebody's prejudices it's much, I'm much more likely to believe that it's true. Again, if somebody has something to lose and gain by saying something, again, they have a reputation to protect, they have these things, they are being, you know, again, the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, you may disagree with their biases in terms of the left and the right, but I know that if the New York Times says something wrong, the entire conservative echo chamber of, (laughs) an ecosystem of the internet will call them on it. So that means that the New York Times, even if you think it has a left-wing bias, they do have an incentive to get a, most of their facts pretty right because they know they're going to get torn apart if they say something wrong. So finding play people like that that have those reputations to uh, protect, um, other another, again, you know, to think of other criteria, you know, so like there's there's other criteria you can use, but a lot of it is just looking at what are, the ways that people have um, biases and prejudices and things. Oh, you, you brought up the whole thing about like if somebody has something to gain. I mean, one of the jokes I always, I always remember watching CNN and somebody saying, New research says that chocolate is healthy for you. Paid for by the Hershey Chocolate Company.
1: Oh, but this chocolate's not for eating.
0: It's for...
1: You rub it on your skin and it makes you live forever. <laughs> yeah. That's great. and well, and I'll, I'm gonna add one more just in the tail end of this as we wrap things up. Another thing, and I think this is a, a something that I find is just a good good thing to it, it, to add to your life and and how you go about understanding things, how you go about interacting with the world around you um, is humility. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I would say both add to yourself and to who you're listening to. has that person that you're that you're considering listening to. Have they ever admitted they're wrong if they're wrong? You know, it's rare that you'll have someone who's been in a field for 30 years who's never been wrong. Listen, if you go back and listen to all of our episodes, you'll probably hear someplace we are wrong. And we actually want you to write us and point it out because we have no problem admitting we're wrong. And well, I mean, we might have an emotional and ego problem, but we want to do that because we want to be people who can accept new information and learn and grow. If a person can't accept they're wrong, then they're gonna have a, um, a hard time understanding what's really happening in the truth. So both look to people who have um, an easier time, and I love what you said about if they're actually validating something from the tribe opposite of them, that might be something worth listening to because they have a lot to lose by saying this. Look to people who are willing to both do that and admit when their mind changes or when there's new information and, the, and they do a different thing, who aren't tied to something out of ego, and do that for yourself too if you come upon an expert and he disagrees with something that you believe but there's good evidence then be humble to listen be humble to understand new things and be humble to maybe even as you're thinking through all the experts you listen to to look at your the the experts in your lives and and ask these questions about them are these people actually giving you truth or or did you pick experts um, in a way that might actually Uh, distort your understanding of reality. But I think we let at least a few things, and these are things that just has helped us understand, uh, get closer to understanding the truth of the world and reality. And I think there, if we can employ these and we can do it humbly, um, they will actually help us um, go about knowing what voices to allow. in. because reality is, we talked about the beginning of the episode, we have to listen to people. We have to listen to experts because we just, we're limited humans. We don't have enough time or life to spend knowing everything. But I think there's some good things in here that might help you when you're trying to understand the truth and reality of the situation. And so I I hope there's some helpful things in here because yes, I just wanna reiterate, this is, it's, I, I do not like the dismissiveness of, you don't trust the experts or, or I do my own research it's hard out there. I, I want to reiterate, this is not an easy thing. Stop making fun of people or dismissing them because people don't know who to trust. It's a really difficult, chaotic world out there with so much information. We don't always know how to synthesize and understand what's true. But I think that here, what we've talked about today could be a good metric to begin understanding where you can go when you want to listen to someone speak into a particular subject. Joseph, any last thoughts before we
0: jump into puzzles and curses? Yeah, I'll just say that I really admire people who want to think for themselves and you, but you need to make sure that when you're thinking reality pushes back on you. You know, one of the great advances in human history was to say, just because it is internally consistent with my own thoughts, with my own logic, you know, you know, all this makes sense. If I lay it out logically, it all makes sense. But to say, but when I test it against reality, it's not true. You need to have people and authorities in your life who are trustworthy, who can speak back at you and say, this thing that you believe is true, isn't true. And even if you desperately want it to be true, you say, okay, I'm going to change my opinion because reality has a voice in this. And so, but I, you always want to make sure you're doing it thoughtfully and not passively because a lot of people will be trying to think for you. And so, the more people that you listen to of different ideological stripes, and the more that you think critically about making seeing if what they say is internally consistent and externally consistent, then the better you'll be at being able to know who to trust when you do have to trust somebody and when to say, I'm going to disagree with this person, even though they. And all the consensus experts, you know, in the field are saying one thing, I actually think they're wrong, and I can reason it out why. but you have to actually put the work in to actually knowing who to trust and how to trust them in order to do that. And so I think that I hope that we've been helpful in going getting you on that journey and uh, and that it will make you a better, Dist, uh, distiller of what authorities need to, to trust and not less. That's our hope for
1: you. So yeah. And for a low, low price of only ninety nine, ninety nine, you can call us anytime and we'll tell you exactly what's true. Just know that.
0: <laughs> Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. We're it's the should... experts in knowing who are experts. Exactly. Exactly. If it benefits me financially then that's true Nathan. Yes exactly. Um, well, now
1: we're on to our favorite segment uh, and the objectively best segment
0: of the show: the Blesses and curses of the week, where we take a work of art, media, or resource and uh, recommend it, i.e., bless it, or diss it, i.e., curse it. So, Nathan, if you uh, do, you have uh, your blesses and curses figured out. I don't really, because this is this is a tough one. <laughs> Um, but I guess
1: I, I have some blesses just, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to give some of my I'm not going to show my whole hand and I'm not going to do politics, by the way. So you can just shut it off now if you're looking for if you're looking for the, that kind of TV. Um, oh, but, darn. I, but I will give some of the people that I listen to that I might encourage you to check out. And again, I, I don't agree with everything all these people say, but I have found them helpful um, in particular ways. So, you know, when it comes to um philosophy uh i'm a christian unabashed sorry sue me wait again don't i keep on saying that please don't sue me i don't have the money to be sued i can't afford it so i take back all of that duly noted and ignored i see i can admit i'm wrong um but when it comes to philosophy um what did i say theology or philosophy well philosophy um there is there are a couple people who i have found over uh the course of many years to be very reliable and humble and um and also uh supported by great many of their peers um i think William lynn craig especially if you're new to christianity is a fantastic resource if you're looking for an expert when it comes to christian philosophy and just philosophy in general he was actually named by a secular site as one of the top living philosophers today and this doesn't mean and listen the, the secular site disagrees with him but they also recognize that he is a man of process of logic of humility um, and so that being the case, I've seen many people say what I'm saying. I think he's a really great resource. If you're looking to get into, uh, philosophy, um, and theology, I think he's a really great place to start. Um, as far as, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of other subjects and other people. I really distrust actually a lot of people. It's hard for someone to actually meet the criteria of what I say, but I'm reading a book right now. I'm actually not going to know the, um, the, the, the. Uh, author, so please forgive me. I'm going to mention a couple books whose authors I don't know, um, but I have read their bios. Um, but so one is called "The Psychology of Money," and I'll probably bless this again if we ever do a, an episode of um, about finances. But um, this this guy again in his bio he's a successful business business guy who's made a lot of money and he wanted to look into the sociological realities of how people act around money and, and how they behave and one of the reasons i listen to him is one because he provides a lot of evidence that is outside of himself that is outside of just his personal opinion two he is backed up by a lot of people as being someone who's trustworthy to listen on these subjects again i can't remember his name um and, uh, and three, the things that he says in his book correspond to reality. He gives data. He shows trends over the entire 20th century of how people behave with money. So I think if you're looking for a good resource as far as um, finances and money and economy, he would be a good resource. Joseph, do you have his name? Yes, it is Morgan Housel. Morgan oh, yes, 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 Morgan. so I, I have found him to be really um interesting. I've really enjoyed the book, so I'll bless that book. I'm trying to think of other subjects um outside of politics um, that i can that I can speak on um, uh, politics I, I did politics for movies movies. okay. I trust me, all right? <laughs>
0: Everyone is stupid except me.
1: Art is subjective, um, except when it's my opinion. It is very objective. So if you're looking for – no, actually, I'll tell you this. I'm going to do a first on The Overthinker Show. If you were looking for someone to help you understand the objective goodness or badness or why movie, I'm going to bless my co-host, Joseph, who is literally a professional – film critic and i don't say this about everybody who has all the criteria we talked about today and if you are looking for a better way to understand art as particularly film i highly encourage you to go read his column and his his regular column in religion unplugged which will break down all of the movies that are being put out right now in a really logical coherent uh, corresponding with reality and he is supported by a huge group of his peers so on the entertainment i've done a few now okay i've done Faith. I've done economy, and now I'm doing entertainment and the arts. Go listen to Joseph, my co-host. Go read Joseph, my co-host. He's the guy you want to read. So uh, those are my blessings.
0: I swear, uh, no one's going to believe me. I swear I did not tee him up for that on purpose.
1: He didn't. <laughs> he did. I promise you, he actually didn't. Um, now I need to curse you just to humble you. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, that's fine. You can, that, 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 that's, that, that, that'll happen in t- due time.
1: Perfectly balanced, This all things should be.
0: so i'm gonna curse and this is a this is a cop-out
1: curse because i don't really want to call people out um although there are plenty oh no i'll call out the guys who said the earth was gonna end i don't know their names uh in the billboards yeah i'm gonna curse those uh their opinions i'm also gonna curse all of what they call twitter experts now i i i unfortunately re-downloaded Uh, X or Twitter, whatever you call it. And it's like, oh, let's see what's going on. Oh my gosh, guys, it's a cesspool. Um, It is a cesspool of everyone having and stating with zero humility, zero accountability, um, everything as just objectively true. And you will read one tweet that says it's objectively true from a quote expert. And the very next tweet will say the exact opposite from a quote expert. And if you are getting your information about life from Twitter, stop it stop it i'm cursing all of the twitter experts don't do that you will be misled and stressed out all of the time. I was stressed at this like opening it, but it's like this like addiction. you like, it's like, it's like a, a mess, like a train wreck, but I can't look away. I keep on opening it. Just look at the train wreck. Um, Twitter has no idea where I fall on politics or religion because I, I look at everybody. I'm like, what? I can't even believe they would say that. But so I'm cursing Twitter experts. Don't be a Twitter expert.
0: And also don't listen to Twitter experts. There we go. One of my favorite things on Twitter experts came. I, it was a, maybe a couple years ago where there have been, like, two huge controversies. Like, one was related to foreign policy and one was related to health science, you know, like, a couple... Again, we were in that, you know, 2020s era of everything is on fire. And somebody made a joke that's like, it's amazing how fast the entire internet went from um, getting degrees in foreign policy to having full degrees in health sciences.
1: Yeah, that's so, that's, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We live in a crazy, crazy time. Oh my gosh.
0: But yeah. So anyway, um, yes, well, I definitely endorse, uh, Nathan's bless, uh, for, for listening to me. I think I have good things to say, but yeah, I swear I didn't team up for that. That is a really sweet, I'm actually very touched. Thank you, Nathan. Um, but yes. So, uh, yeah, which are, I'm going to go off a little bit on, um, what Nathan said, you know, when it comes to When it comes to psychology and sociology, I have some people that I like to listen to. I really like Dr. Jonathan Haidt. I've mentioned him on the show before. He is somebody who is, you know, politically, he's kind of, you know, uh, kind of like center left, but he's said things that are costly to him on that. And he's also very well respected from like people who hate each other, all respect Jonathan Haidt and the things he says tend to seem to come true and explain the things that we're that we're going through uh so i i definitely i love him also i love uh dr jean twenge who wrote uh generation me and generations she's done amazing work in terms of you know understanding the the uh relative psychology of generations and how they're different so i love those uh when it comes to uh sociology around religion um ryan burge who has a actually who has a column and Substack which is graphs about religion. So on the various religious trends, I love listening to him uh, and and seeing the data that he pulls together on that. Um, I actually just read a, a book that he participated in, The uh, Great Deturching. And I can bless that book. It's a good book. I, re- I wrote a review of it in Religion Unplugged, which you can read by review of it there. I have things in there that I call out as saying, I think that maybe there are flaws in this book. But I also think it's a great game changer in thinking about church decline. In great way. So that there's those those are those are some experts that I listen to. Again, avoiding the political here to avoid all those things that we don't all the comments we don't want to deal with. Um and then uh I will say uh then when it, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna bless and curse a couple of movies. I'm going to bless the movie Moneyball because I think that it actually deals with that question of expertise really well, because you have the experts of baseball versus sort of the mathematical experts. And their clash about which is the better way to go about running a ball game. I think that's a fascinating thing. I also soft blessed the movie Dumb Money that came out recently, which is about the um, which is about the stock market and how a bunch of non experts, just on YouTube, were able to change how the stock market game was played. Um, and it's there are a couple of scenes in there that I think are unnecessarily crass and like trying a bit too hard to be cool. But for the most part, it was a, it's a very thoughtful explanation of when like the non-accredited expert can be right and why. And the n- need to have a balance in that perspective. And a room for that, that non-expert being able to have a voice, even if they're not always right. And all those dynamics at play. I think it's a beautiful exploration of that. And just people. I, I, so I very right. much enjoyed that movie.
1: I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, too. Um, it's also entertaining. So yeah. besides from the experts, it's actually just an entertaining movie. I think Paul Dano and even Pete Davidson, they nail it. It's actually like fun to watch a movie about like stats and figures and, and money and stuff. Uh, but no, that, that was a fun movie. I, I, that's a good yeah. blast.
0: That, that, yeah, yeah, no, 100% agree. I forgot to mention the, the important part that you enjoy watching it, yes.
1: Um, I'm a child here.
0: <laughs> Same. Uh, I think for uh, Curse, um, I'm going to, I'm, I am going to curse uh, a couple of... Ah, I'll just curse an old, an old uh, goodie that will annoy Nathan. I'm going to curse the movie um, Don't Look Up, because I think it's an, an arrogant take on the uh, trust the experts issue that kind of does what we talk about, sort of dismisses people who think that we should, you know, not have reason to trust the experts. And
1: well, I, I take your... I take your curse of this movie as an arrogant dismissal and, and I curse your curse. So that's a first I listen again, the movie is just entertaining. So I haven't seen in a while, so I can't really back up the, the, the the societal or philosophical ramification of this movie, but uh, I just enjoy watching Leo go nuts with a, with that huge cast full of fun people. But But I didn't. the,
0: the, The star, the star power. I mean, again, Adam McKay can altogether together a cast. No, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, cool. Well, this was this was a really fun episode to do. I hope it's given you, at the very least, a window into how we think about wrestling with the issues that we are, um, that we're dealing with every day on the show, and when we pull from experts, and why and how we wrestle with those, and maybe it will give you giving you tools to wrestle with them as well. So if people are do enjoy this and found it helpful, and they want to, you know, support us, get in contact with us, or engage more with us or people like themselves. Nathan, where can they go?
1: They can go to the overthinkersjournal.world where they can send us all of their love and hate mail and tell us everything we got wrong, because we're humble enough to admit it. That's how great we are. When it comes to humility, we're the greatest. Um, you can also go to our online Facebook group, the overthinkers. We would love to have you there. We have a lot of objectively great memes and we want you to comment and like them, um, and just hang out with us. Cause we love having overthinkers in one place. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to, to, nathanclarkson.me. Um, also speaking of experts, um, I'm not an expert in many things, but I am expert in a few things and I, I have been coaching for years and years and years, uh, aspiring creatives into um, how to make a career out of their passions. And so if you're an actor, if you're an author, if you are a podcaster or aspiring actor, author, podcaster, writer, whatever it might be, creative in general, I would love to uh, work with you. And uh, so you just head over to my website, NathanClarkson.me, and I will give you expert advice in a very particular area that I have uh, some expertise in, which is not very wide. So, uh, really, you know, but if you are in my my very narrow field of expertise, I would love to work with you.
0: Yeah. Similarly, you can go to my website at josephholmstudios.com and you can uh, get in touch with me about potentially if you want to get coaching on your screenplay for a movie that you're doing, I do have, I do uh, accept those. I do do script doctoring and script editing and stuff like that to help you make the movie the best movie you can. Because again, I am a professional film critic. And so I know what film critics are going to be looking for. And so if you want to be able to make something that can pass through uh, film critic ire, uh, get good reviews, then uh, definitely uh, uh, give me a buzz. Also, you can check out my, uh, I'm on any of the socials as well. You can check out my work, as Nathan said, at religionunplugged.com where I have regular columns. Uh, weekly and uh, multiple times a week sometimes so I'd love to uh, get your comments there and yeah just love to love again we've had we've issued corrections on the show for things we've done so we'd love if you think we got something wrong or you have ideas of yourself about the best ways to listen or not listen to experts um, please let us know thank you all so much for joining us today and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about